Welcome everyone to our worship service at United Methodist Church, Westlake Village on the second Sunday of Advent, December 5th. We are so glad you have decided to join us for worship, whether you're here in person with a mask or connecting with us online, we are glad that you are present with us in spirit and we look for the touching of God's spirit upon you through this worship service. A few quick reminders about opportunities for ministry that are upcoming. One is that we will be having a special charge conference December 21st after the church council meeting that evening uh, to adopt our 2022 budget and deal with any clergy compensation issues that arise in light of that. Our alternative gift market is currently going on. Order forms are outside. Uh, gift cards are available outside, uh, go outside. <laughs> if you're present here in worship, uh, wait until worship's over and, uh, and get connected. Um, if you're online with us, uh, contact the church office or go to our website and you'll see how you can participate in that opportunity for giving. If, if you've been attentive to conversations from uh, your church family, you know that we have been exploring collaborative ministry with, uh, with our fellow United Methodist congregations here in the West Caneo Valley. And here is a, a short video on it. Ah, how are you? Oh, I'm so glad you came over today. Hey, we're, we'll go ahead. That's okay. We've been together here, so we'll take that off. Good morning, friends. How are you? Good to see you. It's good to see you. Walt, how are you over here in Westlake Village and coming all this way to join us? I'm so glad. We're doing all right. We decided to swing by and check out your prayer labyrinth so that we could uh, take some time thinking about our family ministry program. Family ministry. Well, that is our great a challenge you know in pandemic times it's so hard for people to get together and we're trying to think ways to do that right? yeah that's yeah. what we're thinking too yeah sorry to interrupt but i heard you talking about family ministry yes yeah. yeah i have an epiphany <laughs> i have some experience in walking and working in a group of three <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Why don't you all work together? Now that is a great idea. I, I, I think that really is an epiphany. Yeah. We could work together, couldn't we? All three of our churches. Sure. We yeah. could combine our resources, our, our skill sets in our parishes, reach out, expanding our programs into the community. There's just a, a number of things we could do that would really be impactful and helpful. Yeah, that would be super for us, too, because new to St. Matthew's, but new to the Caneo Valley, we're, we're all part of the same community. So we are. it would be great for us to pull it together. And I think you started something at Thousand Oaks, right? Yes, yeah. indeed, indeed. We started a midweek uh, intergenerational Bible study where the entire family comes and uh, we have a meal together. We have a uh, three different Bible study, uh, Bible study sections where for children, youth, and adults, right. and um, uh, at the end of the Bible study, we come back together and uh, 
heard some songs and interact with one another. Great, great way for families to come together. It definitely is. I had the opportunity to bring my kids to your program for a couple of weeks, and they loved it so much. Thank you for your hospitality. Sure. They liked it so much that after the first week, they asked if they could come back. Oh, wow. I always celebrate when my kids ask to go to church, so that's a great thing. And you know what? I propose that we start doing this together come January. Let's create a Kaneho Connect where we gather. And Anna, since you were the, you already done it once, would you be willing to host us first? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So how about in January, we meet at your church on Tuesday nights. Mm -hmm. The second Tuesday right. should be the start, just so that we can get that. Yes. There you go, the yeah. 11th. And then when we transition into February, we'll host at Westlake Village. Good. And right. um, we'll move it to Wednesday nights. Uh -huh. All right. Great. Well, then let's continue it here at St. Matthew's on Wednesday nights, right after Ash Wednesday. And we'll do this our Lenten study together here as well with the whole family. I'm excited by this. I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking that there are other things we could do if this really gets okay. gets going and our parishioners like it and there's excitement about it. Okay. We could we could do more with our youth art like in Newberry Park or music ministries that uh, Westlake likes so much. We could combine our parishes and work on those things. We could do confirmation. I like that. Uh, confirmation yes. Yes. For ourselves. And we could really impact our community if our three congregations were to step out in some service ministries to the West Caneo Valley. I am so excited to see where God leads us next, all together. Amen. Amen. Come and join Come us. Enjoy. Oh. You, you may have recognized two of the cast of characters. Um, another one was Pastor Anna Mulford, and she is the senior pastor, the lead pastor at Thousand Oaks United Methodist Church. And then uh, Jim Powell, Pastor Jim Powell, the lead pastor at Newberry Park United Methodist Church. St. Matthew's, it goes by. And special appearance by Camille. Camille the, the camel. Keep that on your calendar. The I guess it's the second Tuesday in January. We're hoping to uh, inaugurate this program of Conejo Connects. We're looking at the stories within the story, this Advent and Christmas tide, exploring through sketches what might have been going on behind the biblical scenes that we're most familiar with. And so far, we have looked at God's story developing our frame of reference for what God was up to with the Incarnation and how we might best grasp its meaning by having a more spirit-filled and relaxed holiday season. Today, with the help of Adrian Cunningham as the TV show director and Ella Boring as the interview host and Jack Rogers as John the Baptist, we are getting better acquainted with the voice of the one who cried out in the wilderness, the one who was preparing the way for the Lord. All right then, let us center ourselves and prepare for worship. Yeah, the Lord God is we 
family to come forward uh, to help us with our Advent candle lighting. All right, Dad, the lighter is right. Oh, that works. That one doesn't have a push-up. You're good. You're good. Just go ahead and tip it over. When you have three things that look almost exactly like you can get All right. Slowing down, looking around, we continue to seek the story within the story of Jesus' birth. The story of Emmanuel, God with us. And John the Baptist's sense of the story God was writing in the anticipation of Emmanuel. John's hope in the midst of dark days made our world brighter. We light two candles of Advent, embracing hope as we hear anew the story of Emmanuel from the stories within. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we pause this season to seek you, to see your light, and to prepare to receive the hope you provide. Help us to see ourselves in the story within the story. Amen. Amen. You are invited to rise and body your spirit as we join in our opening hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. unite our spirits in prayer. O God of ancient Israel and of all the nations, with expectant hearts, we, your people, await Christ's coming. As once he came in humility, so now may he come in glory, that he may make all things perfect 
in your everlasting kingdom. For he is the Lord forever and ever. Amen. children. Well, thank you children for responding and thank you for the adults to respond as well. We're all children of God, aren't we? <laughs> what was that? Hi, Macy. How are you? I love this time in our worship service where I have a chance to talk to the children of our church, whether you're here physically or you're at home with us. We lit two more candles today in worship, and I gave you guys a warning that I was going to give a pop quiz each Sunday during Advent to talk about what the new candle that we lit was. Who remembers what our special word today is? Oh, Mark's thinking about it. I saw a tentative hand and then a head scratch. <laughs> All right. Any guesses? No guesses. Okay. So this is my warning. It's going to happen two more times. <laughs> and I'm telling you that peace has already been used. <gasps> Who can read this? Did anyone see that? Go, Maya. What was that? Hope. Good job. Thank you, Joanna. That was very helpful. <laughs> Today's theme is hope. And as we get closer and closer to Christmas, I don't know about you, but hope continues to build. In our house, every day there's the, what do you think my next Advent candle, or my next Advent calendar gift is going to be? And anticipating and thinking and speculating. In church, we're hoping for something, maybe not a toy, maybe not chocolate, maybe not a picture behind our advent calendar um, that we're opening at home, but what are we hoping for? Oh, Mark, was that a tentative one again? Are you? What? Okay, you don't want to know. Or you don't want to say. That's fair. You think you know. Okay, I'm sorry. What do you think it is? presence. <laughs> My child, y'all, just so you know, it's true. I know that we're hoping for presents, but why do we open the presents on Christmas morning? Yes, sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> for those of you at home who didn't hear him, he said, because that's the day that Jesus was born. We remember each year the hope that Jesus brings into our lives and the promise of what God is doing through Jesus. So as we anticipate Christmas, we look for the hope in our world and we look for the hope in our lives that is the promise of God's love and grace and the promise of God with us. Thank you for being my constant... I, punchline, I guess. You're really good. I'm kind of the, the straight person to your perfect comedic timing, Mark. I appreciate it very much so. 
Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Yes, my dear. Oh, Luke has his hand up. What's up, Luke? Oh, there's a time that you can open one of your presents. On Christmas Eve, is that what I heard? Okay, perfect. That's a good time to open your first present. Hmm. Will you guys join me in prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. And thank you for tomorrow. And thank you for all of the yesterdays. Thank you for loving us and giving us hope, whether it's through laughter or through tears. We see the promise within the Christ child. Amen. All right. Thank you. Those of you that are here in worship, feel free to head off to Sunday school. and almighty God, we greet you this day with praise and thanksgiving in hope and anticipation for the arrival of the Christ child new in our hearts this season. We celebrate what it means to have Emmanuel, you with us, present to us, living among us, guiding and directing us, teaching us how to live as your followers. Be with us that we might Continue to sense the ways in which you are calling us to be in relationship with you. The messengers that you send forward to us that give us a word of your truth. Whether they're the people that we expect and anticipate or the people that take us entirely off kilter or take us entirely by surprise. And maybe send us a little bit off kilter as we revel in the truths that they're bringing to our lives. Help us to see that there's messengers all around us inviting us to continue to seek you more fully and to see you more predominantly in our lives. As a people of faith, we lift up the following people and situations in our prayers. We pray for Carlene Van Dyke for the loss of her son, Stuart, uh, 
through uh, injuries sustained in a fire uh, last weekend. Be with Carlene and Stuart's children, Corrine, Kyle, and Anya, as they grieve his passing and figure out how to walk in this world without him present anymore. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Bob Went, Esther McLean, Cheryl Allen, and Susanna Judd Newkirk as they continue to heal from the various situations in their lives. Healings, falls, healing from surgery, healing after falls. Be with them that they know your presence and that they continue to see the progress that they're hoping for in their recovery. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Larry and Roz Tabo um, as Larry has recently received a series of diagnoses for what's going on with his health and he awaits a bone marrow biopsy on Tuesday. Help this give clarity to what's going on and help them to, to walk this path faithfully knowing that you are present to them in the midst of all of these tests and as they determine the best way to treat what's ailing Larry. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Clipper Erickson's partner, Risa, who has been diagnosed with COVID. Be with Risa and everyone who is battling COVID at this time. Let them know your presence, offer them healing, and be with them as they continue this journey. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Ann Kennedy, who had intestinal surgery this week in addition to recovering from the several fractures that she sustained in an auto accident in Fresno. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Bill and Sandy Nodoff who are dealing with ongoing and new health issues. We especially shine light on Sandy at this time as they have found a new malignancy. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Tasha Evans, a friend of the Tabutals, who is recovering from a severe accident before Thanksgiving that shattered her, her leg. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Catherine Straddling, who is camp nurse extraordinaire, who made camping program happen this summer, who is in the hospital with extreme pain due to a neurological condition and waiting for her neurosurgeon to re return from a family emergency. Be with Catherine, be with her family as they manage the pain and they figure out how to best treat all that is happening within Catherine's body. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And Lord, we cannot forget our nation at this time. We lift up prayers for all of those connected to the school shooting in Michigan. Be with those who lost loved ones, those who were injured, and those who are trying to figure out all that has happened and transpired over the last week. Be with them in their grieving and in their healing. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And as we come to you with a list of concerns, we also have celebrations. We give you thanks for the amazing concerts that were performed by Village Voices this weekend and the ways in which they brought light to our community. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We take a moment to lift up the prayers that are on our hearts this day.
O Lord, hear our prayers. We pray all of these things, saying the prayer that your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. 
Our scripture reading this morning is from Mark, first chapter, starting with the first verse. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Here is John's story. Okay, let's go, people. How does this look? Do I look fine? You look great. You look great. Yes, let me sit right here. Awesome. Cue up the monitor, please. And we are ready. We're alive in three, two, one. One, let's go. We are pleased to have an extra special guest joining us this morning on Face the Church. Known to many as John the Baptist, our guest has started something of a revolution in the Jewish communities of Palestine. Called a prophet and a heretic, a rebel and a saint, John has found himself at the center of the controversial Messi modern messianic movement. John, welcome. It is a pleasure to have you with us here today. First, with all due respect, John, many of our viewers might be somewhat put off by your appearance. You wear a camel's hair robe with a plain leather belt. Just so our viewers understand, I want to give you an opportunity to tell us about your unusual choice of clothing. And there are the, there are the rumors of your diet of latkes and honey, and is this true? If so, why such an unusual diet? My attire is plain, because I'm a plain man. I live simply off the land. I, I do not cover myself in fancy garb thinking I can add to what God has provided. What God has provided is enough. Oh, do I see a glimmer of judgment in that look? A, a shade of judgment in your demeanor like those, like those Sadducees, Pharisees types more conceited with institution than, than, than inspiration, appearance, not substance. Those people that take notice of all things that do not matter at the least. I don't need to look better or holier than others. I do not shelter myself with opulent dwellings. I do not feast on the fatted calf, no. And let me tell you, the day is not long in coming when those who do, those who pamper themselves, pampering themselves at the expense of the poor and at the expense of those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be groveling in the dust and begging for mercy. 
I see, I see. All right, John, well, you certainly live up to what I've been told about you. <laughs> um, now, John, I'm told that in the 14th chapter of writings credited to the prophet Isaiah, we read, a voice cries out, in the wilderness, prepare for the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. John, you've been said to be that voice. How do you feel about such claims? The wind blows where it will, and the Lord will do as the Lord sees fit. It's an honor that I do not deserve to be mentioned in the same sentence with the great prophet Isaiah. Oh, and to think that some believe Isaiah would be referring to me. It's more than I can handle. <laughs> the thought of it just makes me shake. <laughs> Yet, to suggest that, that God could use even me, such uh, one such as me, to, to proclaim his kingdom, well, Yes, that it is possible. <laughs> our wonderful and majestic God, our God that is all and our God of all and all who are, oh, this God works in powerful and mysterious ways. And it's true, God could even use me. Yes, me. Oh, I pray daily that God would. I feel God's power in my words. Hmm. The overarching theme of your ministry seems to be repent. What exactly do you mean by repent? And what are you asking your followers to repent of? And what is the purpose of this repentance? Hmm. The Lord God has been uh, patient with Israel, patient beyond all expectation. You know your Bible. You, you know how God has time and time again reached out to that people. The Lord God Almighty has, has sought out his people creating a, for them a, a covenant of caring and, and love, a covenant in which God would be their God and, and they would be the people of God. Well, yet these Israelites, they think of themselves more than God. These retrobates think that, that God is, is the lucky one in this covenant deal, not them. These sinners think God owes them something. Can you imagine this pretense? Can you fathom this hubris? Well, the time is coming where God will, will raise his hand of destruction and let it fall upon these sorry souls of Israel. Oh, indeed. God is gracious. And it's amazing how God can use us for any of his purposes, even the most difficult among us. Um, John, you've been baptizing your followers. What is this baptism stuff all about? Well, we simple folk bathe in the, the rivers and seas where we live. Going out to the river is not so unusual as it might be for uh, city slickers, folks like you. <laughs> it started out as a way for me to, you know, clean up, refresh after a hard day's prophecies. Uh, Others saw the connection to what I was doing and what I was saying, and so they asked if they too could wash with me. Do I own the river? No. <laughs> so, of course, I invited them to join with me. Well, soon the preaching and the cleaning kind of got wrapped up in each other, and, well, the cleaning became something we did as a response to what was said. Now, that almost sounds foolish, doesn't it? It's, it's interesting how things develop. Remember, much of what God does is foolish in our eyes. People tell me they sense a, a remarkable power in that act of cleansing. They say that they feel the hand of God on their souls. 
they say they feel cleansed of their sins. That is what they say. Well, thank God for it. Uh, so now, as I make God's call for repentance, I offer water cleansing along with it. It's become a sort of a ritual for us, a ritual of cleansing of the soul. That's how it happened, at least as far as I can remember. That's interesting. Um, you've had some success with your baptizing. You've developed a great following of people from Jerusalem and all over Judea who are shouting great accolades about you. To what do you credit all this big su success of yours? Oh? What do you expect me to say? That I give myself the credit? <laughs> that line is overworked in Jerusalem. No! To God be the glory! To God and God only be the glory for the wonderful thing that is happening through me. You try to trick me into sinning? Oh, so typical of you temple talkers, you, you law writers, you pillow sitters. Okay, maybe we should I, take a break. No, I, I can handle this. Um, but John, you've also offended quite a few along the way. You have used some pretty harsh words for the religious leaders of our day. You have brashly, and some might say arrogantly, sent away Pharisees and Sadducees that have come to be baptized by you, calling them brood of vipers. John, why are you so hard on our respected religious leaders? This sort of name-calling and spitting in the face of our religious institutions is not only rude, but it could get you into a lot of trouble, you know. I sense you're more concerned with manners than the truth of God. If I insult someone, by accident, of course, and save their soul, I think the greater good has achieved. I, I don't intend to be mean. I guess I just sound that way sometimes. <laughs> I see to the heart of the matter. I, I see to the core of the person. It frustrates me when people say they love God, but don't really let God into their lives. It, it bothers me to see people at the synagogue one day praising God and at the marketplace the next cursing their neighbor. It upsets me to have our leaders talking as if they are holy and, and righteous, only to see them selling out our, our community for their own comfort. I speak what's on my heart, and okay, sometimes it comes out a little rough, but I trust, I know, my words are inspired by God. God is speaking through me. God is raising up my anger and using it for God's purpose of regaining the hearts of the people. You know, this, this way, God is also is transforming me, saving me from my sins, as strange as it may seem. I, I've been told, if you, if you think about it deeply enough, you realize God is using me to share a word of uh, hope. Hope. Yes, hope. I like that better than the sound of damnation. Uh, say more of this hope. I had a dream. My mother was uh, five months pregnant with me and talking to another woman. The, the other woman was pregnant and was telling my mother about the wonderful things that happened to her. The pregnancy was, was from God. And an angel had told her that she would give birth to the Messiah. She was to name the child Jesus, for he would be our salvation. On hearing the news, I danced in my mother's womb. Well, dream or not, it turns out this Jesus, born in Bethlehem and reared in Nazareth, is now in the wilderness with the Essenes. There is an aura of pure holiness around him, I'm told. 
people are talking, people are thinking that he is the one, the Messiah. Yes, and they're saying that Isaiah's prophecies are coming true and, and that I am the preparer like Elijah and that he is the long-awaited Messiah. I sense from God that this may be true. Look, I see a day coming when he and I shall meet at the river's side and when the heavens will break open and the presence of God will be among us, Emmanuel, and we shall bow and see this chosen one who is, who is the hope that has hung in our heart for centuries, the hope that, that we will no longer be imprisoned by our sins, that, there will no longer, that we will no longer be condemned by death, that we will see the victory of love in our lives and that we will live in the kingdom of God among us now. I am preparing the way for this hope, born and true in this Jesus. Wow. Well, thank you for joining us today, John. <laughs> Wait, that's it? We're done? Yeah. Thank you. You may go. Thank you. As you can see, this John the Baptist is a fascinating man. He's passionate and convicted in his beliefs, if not also a bit abrasive. He lives a simple life in the wilderness, calling constantly for God's people to come home, to repent, and to return to God. It's a hard message to deliver, I would guess, but a message I think we all need to hear. No matter what our age or circumstance, we all need to hear a message of hope. Hope. Yes, that's right, hope. Underneath all the blusters and the zingers of the baptizer John, there is a message of hope. His message is grounded in the hope that God still cares. Even after we've messed up, sinned, or turned away from God, even after all that, God still cares. God loves us and is waiting for our return, waiting for us to turn away from our self-indulgences and to return to the complete love of God, our neighbors, and ourselves. John's message is the message of God's constant and stubborn love. It is, in fact, a very hopeful message, and this Jesus character that is the message of God, is the chosen one to bring God's word of love and reconciliation. This Jesus that John points to might be the very incarnation of hope. I don't know about you folks, but John has given me much to think about this holy season as we prepare for the, whole, the, we we prepare for the coming of the Holy One into our lives. Stay tuned. I think this is going to be a very important story. This story, the message that God, John is pointing to, might be the story that changes everything. Thank you for joining us. Good day, and God bless. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks, guys.
divine Messiah, we long to see your face. O come, divine Messiah, dispel the dark with your grace. I might not have gotten it exactly, but that's pretty close to the words that our choir just sang. And I'm so thankful for those words because it reminds us why we're here. Between the message of our actors and the message from our music, we are reminded of God's love, and we have this opportunity in the next few minutes to reflect on that love and how we might respond to God's blessings in our lives through our tithes, gifts, and offerings to the Lord. As you heard the music, you may have been looking for offering plates to come by. The offering plates are actually by the back door, so if you're here with us in worship, we invite you to drop your offerings into those plates as you exit worship. We are coming to the time in our worship where we are participating in Holy Communion. As you walked in, you may have seen little 
little um, cups that have the communion wafer on the top and the juice on the bottom. I will give you a second to run and get them if you need to. If you're at home, you can feel free to get your elements now. All right. I see some people walking around, so we are in good accord. I trust that you guys are able to find your seats as we begin in prayer. Awesome and almighty God, in this season when we celebrate the coming of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks and praise. You created all things and called them good. You made us in your own image. Even though we rebelled against your love, you did not desert us. You delivered us from captivity and made covenant to be our sovereign God. You spoke to us through the prophets who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. When nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall we learn war anymore. Holy is your name and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time to be the light of the nations. You scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts and, were mer and have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation. You put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree. You fill the hungry with good things, and the exploited you send away empty. Your own son came among us as a servant to be Emmanuel, your presence with us. He humbled himself in obedience to your will and freely accepted death on a cross. On the night he offered himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you once more, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from captivity to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant. Therefore, in remembrance of all your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we ask that you accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, which we offer in union with Christ's sacrifice for us as a living and holy surrender of ourselves. Send the power of your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts, that in the breaking of the bread and in the drinking of the cup, we may know the presence of the living Christ. Be one in body with him, cleansed by his blood. Faithfully serve him in the world and look forward to that day foretold by the prophets and apostles when the one who came in hum humility and the one who comes today in word and spirit shall come in final victory through him, with him, in him, in unity with the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen.
we hope this service has been a blessing to all of you. May the message of John the Baptist resonate within you and stimulate a hope for God's love entering your life and the lives of those around you in such a way that it transforms and it heals and also offers new life in the spirit. The world can be such a better place if we let love lead. Let me remind you about the Christmas gift market supplies out front after worship or online through the website for you all. Be safe, stay healthy, know that you are loved.